So finally we're on to episode two. Welcome back. This is FIA Goes PC. Another week in. I'm here today with uh, Pete, aka Unicorn Slayer. Say hello. Hello. And Wynn is back. I'm back. Say hello. Hello. There you go. And I'm your host, Danny Hale, aka Rebel Zen. So, today, we're going to start talking about music, live and things that we've seen in the past. Pete's a big music guy, aren't you? I am indeed. <laughs> I didn't get much choice growing up with Sabbath being blasted in my ears. There you go, Sabbath. Not not the religious Sabbath. No. no we're no. talking about the band Black Sabbath, which are local heroes. Because if you actually had religious Sabbath blasting in your ears, <laughs> that's an interesting story. Right there and then. When you're not so much into the kind of uh, heavy metal scene, are you? Uh, no. You're, you're more into your soft kind of aluminium. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. You don't know what to say to that. It's good. I'm, I'm stumping everyone before we started. This is you're fantastic. Foiled her. Yeah, I have foiled her plans. <laughs> it's all going to get a bit crinkly from here on out. So this is the crazy group we got today. It's going to be fun. Lots of fun. We'll talk about a bit of uh, how Pete got involved in the uh, the project. We sort of picked you up from the streets, didn't we? Yeah, he didn't leave with much choice, to be honest. Yeah. Grabbed me by the collar and said, come with me. Pretty much a gun to the head situation, yeah. which is how we obtain our cast. Fantastic. <laughs> so anyway, we're sitting here. It's late evening. Anything fun happen this week, Wynn? From that muted silence, you can presume not a lot. <laughs> No, actually, from, from this point on, what we've been doing is uh, we're still waiting on orders to come in. We're looking to launch. Uh, we've actually got a, f- a fixed date now. So we're looking at a week on, what is it, Wednesday? Wednesday, yes. We've been a scheduling. A week on Wednesday. Yeah. We met with the people tonight. The people. All the minions. <laughs> the millions and millions of our uh, casting crew, of which uh, we're mostly still here in this room right now, aren't we? Yeah, pretty much. We've, we've lost one. Yeah, one one's, we'll have to go home early. Um, probably trying to see Game of Thrones tonight. That's probably what's happening. But yeah, no, um, bit of a slow week, really. Just, again, finishing off all the pre-production, getting everything grouped up, but we're looking ready for a week on Wednesday as our starting point. So yeah, let's start talking about music. My, my Obviously, my music experience is completely different because I think in my formative years, especially as a teenager, I was involved in playing music. So obviously, it's a little different, I suppose, when you're actually doing music yourself and you're on stage a lot. When you go and see a, a band, it's almost like a different experience, I suppose, if that makes sense. Because oh, you, kind of, you kind of see all the cracks and the, the gimmicks and all of this stuff, and you're focusing on that almost like work experience. Like, ooh, that's what Ozzy does on stage. I might borrow a bit of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's kind of a it's a strange one, um, being in the... In the uh, in the kind of uh, business yourself and then going to see a live band. But sometimes it's really inspirational. I remember, for me personally, and don't mind me talking about myself, you're going to get that one. <laughs> um, for me personally, it was like, uh, do you remember when Led Zeppelin did the reunion at the O2? Do you remember mm, that? A little while ago, no? Yeah, it's, going, it's rolling clocks back. I was, I was watching that, I think, um, I forget where I was, possibly... Here, actually, <laughs> in Birmingham, <laughs> quite quite a few years back now, but it was when uh, Bonham's son was playing the, the drums. Yes, yeah. And I remember watching that, and instead of looking at it like, oh my God, it's Led Zeppelin live after so many years, I'm thinking, that's some really nice riffs, I might go off and write something. So you, you kind of <laughs> you look at it in a different light. Uh, Wynn had an interesting experience, didn't you, in Zimbabwe? 
Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that. Tell us about that to set the, the pace uh, of the culture. Yeah. Before well, we destroy that. <laughs> um, I'm not one to go to uh, live music gigs, really. Um, I've been to a couple, but they're like Lemon Jelly, Bare Naked Ladies, you know, quite... <laughs> The it, band's Bare Naked Ladies. The band, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Easy mistakes. It really depends on who I'm hanging out with. Um, I visited my friend in Zimbabwe, and at the time, um, the most, well, one of the most famous singers there, uh, Oliver Matukutsky, was there. Um, huh? <laughs> that's that's not an easy thing to say. I mispronounce, but he was performing, and my friend was like, "Oh, let's go, let's go, you know, check it out and stuff." And the one thing that I distinctly remembered <laughs> was that my friend had um, these sort of uh, cargo trousers with, you know, side pockets and stuff. And he uh, placed, I think it was a I don't know, thousand uh, Zimbabwean dollar bill. At the time, it was like 40,000 Zimbabwean dollars to the US dollar. But he was putting this money in his you know, side pocket. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, it's for the pickpockets. Oh right! So he was being prepared, yeah, yeah to, to send be off. pickpocketed. See, that's that's actually a good tip for um, not only Birmingham, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely a good tip for places like Liverpool. Yeah, you know, no joking aside. You're like, well, actually, not really a joke. It's um, actually a, safe to sit there, guys. Keep an extra ten quid in your pocket so someone can nick it. Um, well, you're not planning on working for the tourist board for any of these cities, are um, you? No, uh, gotta be honest. Uh, Probably not a job I'm best suited for. (laughs) Basically, it's a strategy because if someone's taken something, then they'll just, you know, leave you alone. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I was the only Chinese person there. So I kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. And it's one of those things where it's like, well, if you're going to be pickpocketed, if you're going to be targeted, then, you know, it's best not to have a confrontation. But anyway, going back to the music. <laughs> yeah, because we're all lost in the severity <laughs> of that. That, that. That's kind of a sobering thought. So, yeah, it, it, yeah. anyway, I mean, so. It was good. It was, it was outdoor. It was like in a field, basically. And they had um, a very sort of basic uh, stage setup. But, you know, the music was great. And everyone was just. It was, it was quite a big crowd. Everyone's happy pickpocketing each other and getting <laughs> yeah. 10 grand from each other's pockets. It sounds like a fun day, eh? It does sound like. Mm. It should actually be a novel way of doing festivals. Indeed. They should actually start a festival called the Pickpocket Festival. Whoever's got the most at the end wins. Exactly, and let's make make a note of this, (laughs) because that's a good gimmick. Anyway, so what we need to go through today is um, from best to worst. I think that's a good rating system. Or even the most craziest. So let's start with the most craziest, because that got the best reaction from Pete. (laughs) The most craziest gig you've ever been to. Where was it? And what was it? Or who it's, was it's it? A, it's a toss-up between on stage, Rammstein, right? Um, gimp masks and coffins of fire, yes, and big pink things that just shoot foam at the crowd. See, which year was this? Because when uh, I saw them, it was uh, Till Lindemann dressed as a chef trying to run around with a carving knife to stab the synth player. That was my day. No, it's twenty thirteen. Right, when so. I first saw them. Yeah, that must have been. Yeah, that's not that long ago. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, 2016 was the last time. When you went to see Ramstein, did you think the crowd's quite diverse? Because when I was there, there was a lot of kids there, which blew my mind. <laughs> well, like, well, both of mine were at Download, so. Ah, uh, okay. So there's a mixed bag in there. So, of course, yeah. Download's a summer festival in the UK. For anyone listening that hasn't got a clue what we're talking about, it's, uh, it's not a suggestion. 
<laughs> it is actually a rock festival that happens every summer. Um, oh, that's the beginning of summer, isn't it? It's May time usually. Uh, it's right. first weekend of uh, June. June, right. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, that sounds about right. Actually, notoriously quite a, a rainy time, isn't it, in, yes. in the UK? Especially last year when um, there was rivers of mud yes. in the arena. The arena's on a hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on stage. a slope. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And um, we were playing poo sticks with it. It was that bad. <laughs> So it's at the Donington, uh, Donington Racetrack. Indeed. We're just setting this up because it's actually a racetrack, a uh, motorsport racetrack by day because when you say race, it could be horses and that would just be pretty weird. But um, every once in a while, it's actually got a kind of a famous back uh, story in the 70s and 80s, Donington. You used How's... to hold the um, British Grand Prix. That's right. And it also held a lot of um, classic uh, rock bands doing the 80s tours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember yeah. Ozzy used to play there a lot, Zeppelin. Well, Ozfest was what Download was before. That's correct, yeah. Um, so we'd be there a lot. So Donington's quite a famous place, a famous spot. We're just setting it up for you so you guys get to understand when he says, uh, when Pete says Download is, is talking Donington. And not illegally downloaded music. Exactly. <laughs> and that wouldn't be a crazy gig if you were live downloading on your computer. You're just imagining it. Live I could have space. my headphones in and just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Jumping around the room. Yeah, just sp- basically live from your bedroom. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Very it's good. your own festival. Correct. <laughs> right. Headphones and a good imagination. That's all you need. Yeah. And so, I'll charge you 200 so quid for the privilege. Ramstein being the most crazy for the, the stage set. Mm-hmm. Any others? Uh, stick out? Off stage, um, the crowd has got to be Slipknot. Yes. For uh, sure. The first time I saw them, they had to pause twice because the barriers got broke. Oh, okay. This was actually at the festival. This is at Donington as well, yeah, download. Oh, that's madness. Yeah, the metal barriers at the front that are keeping the crowd in uh, just gave way. <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely crazy. Is that like audience? Yep. That? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, oh, I, yeah. I've seen, I, I saw them uh, three times, including, I think Donington was one of the times at an arena. Uh, sorry, at a festival. But I've, I've seen Slipknot twice. I saw Wolverhampton, their first gig in mm. the UK. The second time at the uh, NEC, which was quite a notorious gig um, because they had to uh, stop playing in their encore because it got so crazy. People were throwing chairs, not only at the uh, audience, but they were throwing chairs <laughs> into the stage. And it, it, it's funny because this is a uh, a year in Slipknot separate. When they first came to Wolverhampton, it was pure rage and it was the most intense I recall them ever being. You know, yeah. Um, there was a show in in the UK. They did a revival of it, a chat show called TFI Friday. I remember right. And I think the first ever time Slipknot entered the country, they were actually playing that, and it was like <laughs> a, a bill to to push this band. And I remember watching it two nights before I was going to see them at Wolverhampton, mm. and I was like. What have I gotten myself into? <laughs> this is insane. Because I, I think I got posted as press release the um, Stab, Kill, Repeat demo they did. Mm. Which to me just sounded like tin cans and screaming. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, it was like really raw. Yeah. Um, early, early Slipknot before the nine members and it had become the monster it was then, you know, and then transcending to what it is. But it, I, I say this because... Um, I never thought they could actually um, upstage the Wolverhampton gig. I thought that was a special event because the, the, the venue's quite small. It's yeah. their first time, you know what I mean? Very intimate venue. Very intimate. Brilliant venue. Mm. One of oh, the yeah. best. Fantastic. One of the best, yeah. Um, gr- 
great atmosphere. The fact that it is so small, it's almost like you really get to know a band's worth in, yeah. that, in that environment. Um, and then taking that to the NEC, <laughs> I never thought, because the NEC is like, you know, it's like any arena in the world, you know, like it's more stadium size, whatever. It's probably capacity at tops, probably 5,000. Would that be fair? Uh, it's 15,000. Is it 15? Yeah. See, what do I know? I'm, I'm underselling <laughs> it, everyone. <laughs> There's three people in a yak there and it was amazingly crowded. That's what I remember. Um, Can no, you fit more than three in a yak? Um, Have you ever tried? Well, let's try it. Yeah. It'll be a good science experiment for yeah. next week. Um, <laughs> three people in a yeah, very good. But um, no, like the NEC was, it's always quite a massive uh, place. It's, it pretty much is where the wrestling comes if it's in town or yeah. any big event goes to the NEC. Whereas Wolverhampton is like, well, it's pretty much a civic hall, isn't it? It's yeah. like... <laughs> It's basically your local town hall. Yeah, there you go. Or um, Churchill. Which is why Wolverhampton, props to Wolverhampton, is pretty pretty amazing. Yep. Like, in our, in our town hall, we have Slipknot playing. <laughs> but, um, like, I just remember the NEC gig. I was always kind of like, when I walked into it, I was thinking, there's no way this is going to be as crazy as Wolverhampton. Mm. Because the Wolverhampton gig's literally a girl. And it was quite an infamous story at the time. Crank covered it and a lot of the uh, rock magazines in Britain covered it. But this girl got hospitalised by Sid uh, Wilson. The, yep. the um, I think he's synth, isn't he? He's, he does all the synth, yes. the DJ. Yeah. And it, he had basically had done a backflip from the balcony and the, <laughs> the top level balcony onto a girl that was right in front of me and landed straight on her neck. And she was pretty much paralyzed you know it wasn't permanent it was kind of a shock i think she recovered from it after, after some <laughs> surgery but it was near to damn you know lethal and i remember right in front i was literally stood right in front of his foot when that happened yeah. like his foot was six inches from my nose so i'm like oh that's slipped up they're, 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 yeah. they're, they're family friendly yeah. they're a good band so by the nec gig i was like what the hell is this going to be like mm-hmm. Because in my experience, when you have that kind of raw energy and you take it to a big arena, it's really hard to kind of rebuild that kind of atmosphere. But not only did they rebuild that atmosphere, you know, (laughs) and the stage show was phenomenal that, that, you know, you can see the funding in the band after a year or so. Um, They were the biggest band in the world, I think, at that point. Did they have the revolving drums? That that was exactly the, yeah, they they literally premiered that at the gig. (laughs) So it was kind of like Disaster Pieces era. Yeah. Um, Iowa had just come out as well. And so, yeah, it was exactly that time. And I remember (laughs) on the encore, um, the entire... uh, at the arena, the seating's all around the floor. So we're all standing on the floor and people start ripping the chairs off. Not just like the foam chair guards, <laughs> which a lot of people were doing first. Yeah. Throwing foam at everyone. No one cares about that. Became steel chairs coming in panoramically in a 360 <laughs> degree direction. Not only at us, but at, actually at the band mm. itself. And it got so bad that Corey had to stop the set, you know. And... I think that's a testament to Slipknot. They yeah. they carried that on um, into Donington. Then. So it must have yeah. been around a year or so after that then. Uh, you well, saw it at Donington. That was 2013 again. Yeah. It was, um, it was the first headliner I saw there. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, it's, that, that was my welcome. <laughs> welcome to download. Bruce, was it, was it raining then as well? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Corey uh, christened it um, Downpour. Downpour. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right for Corey, yeah. Yeah. 
Because he was there twice. He was there with Stag Sarah on the Sunday as well. Oh, nice. He did the double set. Yeah, yeah, he started doing that, yeah. He does love it. He, well... One day I'll have the Corey Taylor Festival. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll all go and see it. Of That'll course. be a good laugh. Um, but yeah, so Slipknot and we've got uh, Ramstein. I had an experience with Ramstein as well, uh, again at the NEC, where they're recording their live DVD. Oh, nice. So they had all these cameras floating all over everyone's faces, you know, and I was just kind of like trying to censor my face, whereas a lot of people <laughs> are like going crazy. Oh, come on TV. I'm more like, that's my day job. I don't want to be seen. <laughs> um, but Ramstein, they're kind of insane. I think yeah. it would be fascinating to see them at a festival because to me at the NEC, it was just, again, it was a case where it's more theatrical. They can control it a lot more. Um, the sound is really present, but the audience, the only two, and this is a weird one, but the only two, times I've seen a band where the audience genuinely surprised me was at Ramstein and Marilyn Manson. When Marilyn Manson did the Guns God Government tour, again at the NEC, practically live at the NEC, <laughs> um, you had literally kids from around six years old running mm-hmm. around uh, up till, you know, teenage years and then beyond. Um, all of the kind of typical, especially at Marilyn Manson, all the typical Mansonites, as I call them, the the, the, the flock of Manson fans, <laughs> were right at the front, you know, in the floor section, trying to get, get friendly with the security guards, I think, like by beating them over the head or stuff or whatever. <laughs> then you had this list. You had just like this kind of, um, there was a lot of chavs. For anyone who doesn't understand what a chav is outside of UK culture, just watch any uh, Noel Clark films. <laughs> pretty, pretty much will tell you everything you need to know about chav culture um but basically yeah so it was quite it was the dynamic was really strange man like i remember seeing ramstein myself i was like oh these kids are gonna be terrified but they were all singing along yeah you had like a predominantly british crowd singing pure german <laughs> hardly anyone knowing what the hell they're actually saying you know what i mean just trying to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, badly. It sounds like that. I'm sure it does. Oh, I'm sure this is a song about what's in my pencil case. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to it in my GCSE journey. <laughs> what's in my pencil case? My pen pal is called Neville. <laughs> it's pretty much my... Oh, my as was I have three horses and I have four kittens or something like that. Of course. Yeah. Because everyone does. Indeed. That's a British staple. Yep. And when I was in the back garden... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they all mingling. It's amazing how uh, cats and horses get on really well. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Hopefully they won't multiply because I'm going to have a new species. Oh, look, they're there. <laughs> Did you hear that? What a great pause. What a great pause. Pause and hooves everywhere. Um, so, that was good, wasn't it? Uh, okay, so what was your favourite band live? We've got to deal with that because you're quite uh, bandy. I've been around. What's, what's the bandy? You, you, you go to shows. Is it, isn't that someone in American high school that's in the band? It could be. That's a it's bandy, like a groupie, isn't it? No, they follow the band around. Oh. See, there's all these terminologies. Mm. So what would you say? You're, you're a gigger. <laughs> you're, you're a gigameter. <laughs> yes. That's what you're, you're a giga. Yes. A that sounds too close to a gleek for my liking. Oh, that's, yeah. That we we can't be having any of that. Well, okay. Whatever you are, you go to a lot of music <laughs> festivals and gigs and stuff. So, who was your favourite? Foo Fighters for a live band, yeah, absolutely incredible. What was the what was the rationale behind that? It's just pure energy. Yeah, they'll they'll be going for two and a half hours, and it, you know he does a bit of talking with the crowd, um, but he says at the start we're not going to do too much talking. 
Because we want to play you more music. Yeah. Keep it. Well, Stave, bro. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm super jealous of that because um, I've never had the opportunity to see Foo Fighters. I've always missed it. I've always been either um, leaving on a plane to go somewhere else the day before they play or they come out and it's sold out yeah. <laughs> within like <laughs> literally two seconds. What was the crowd like for Foo Fighters? Oh, they're incredible. Yeah. A uh, lot of younger ones there as well. It yeah. was, um, last time I saw them, it was fantastic because uh, Dave Grohl was saying something about Taylor Swift. And um, there was a guy next to us with his daughter on his, on his shoulder. She was only about four or five. And she just went, Daddy, who's Taylor Swift? <laughs> and me and my girlfriend just looked at each other and went, parenting done right. There you go. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with Taylor Swift, apart from none of us listen to her. <laughs> yeah, of course. So if some of you do, well, we, we, we'll spare you. From our <laughs> ignorance of Taylor Swift, um, you can't really avoid it though. You can't, especially no, in, especially in LA. In fact, there's probably several Taylor Swift songs that have drawn me to near psychotic tendency that I've heard whilst being in LA, <laughs> not knowing that it was her. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, nothing that there's anything wrong with. It's obviously about taste. Question of taste. Indeed. What did Dave Grohl say? Something derogatory. I'm assuming so. I can't yeah. quarry. I, I, I was a few beers down at this point. <laughs> You're just in it then. You're just in the the melodies (laughs) and the such. But yeah, like one of my uh, friends in the village, there's probably like three families with kids in the place (laughs) that I'm from, which is predominantly uh, woodland and snakes. And um, we have some kids, but they live in mud huts. And uh, (laughs) every so often we'd come out of our mud huts and we'd all hang out pretty much literally from trees. There's a lot of artistic license in it. <laughs> but my mate, uh, another Pete, um, he actually had tickets to see Nirvana in Birmingham. And uh, <laughs> this is the bit where it gets depressing, which is Dave Grohl's original kind of the first real, uh, he was a session player, but he mm. his first major gig was with Nirvana and uh, still has Pat Smear, who was a session rhythm guitarist playing for Foo Fighters, I think, at certain gigs. Oh, right. So... Um, You've actually seen two of the original Nirvana. Mm. Hey, isn't that crazy? Well, uh, they brought out uh, Brian May as well when I saw them, so I was in Park Queen as well. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Was he animatronic? Because <laughs> he's, he's got to be getting on. <laughs> that guy's got to be getting on a bit, a wee bit now. Does he Does he have the same hair, but it's grey? Because that would be different. Pretty much, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Brian, Brian May, what a talent. Because the last side he was uh, thinking about twinning up with Tony Iommi to do uh, After Our Bands Have Gone. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new album, After Our Bands Have Gone, uh, the album. Uh, it's totally not called that. But um, <laughs> no, that's cool, man. What did Brian May do? Apart from guitar, obviously. He didn't that, that, that was about it. Yeah, he didn't give you like a 20 minute intro of his life and times of Brian May. No. No violin playing. Not what I remember. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't, don't even know if he plays no. violin, to be honest. But Might have had a he, ukulele, but... Uh, did, were they doing a cover? Is that what I needed them, or did he... No, it was um, just one of those gigs where they just seemed to have a load of random people backstage. Hmm. They were like, yeah, come on, come on out. It was quite ironic, last time we saw them, they um, they said, right, security have told us not to come onto the walkway because there's a bit of rain around. But we're coming out for you guys! <laughs> and then um, a week later is when he uh, slipped off the stage and broke his leg. There you go. <laughs> Bit of a legend, pretty much rock and roll. So, um, you just seen Green Day, haven't you? Indeed. That's another band that I, well, I had a brief experience years and years ago in San Francisco when I, they were wee little nip, uh, wee little nipper snappers, <laughs> as so was I, and I couldn't speak then. Again, teeth aren't set. 
Wynn hasn't punched me in the face today. So I can I, sort that out. You could, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd have no head left. Um, <laughs> but basically, like, how was that? Brilliant. Yeah. First time I've seen them. Um, and again, pure energy. Their, their little gimmick actually was uh, ask around in the crowd, see who could play one of their songs. Yeah. Give him a guitar, get him on stage. They've done that since the mm. absolute start. I've heard, yeah. Um, at the absolute start, no one knew their songs. So it, got, <laughs> it got very interesting. Where it was almost like jazz session in punk rock. <laughs> I'm totally making that up. I'm sure they sure sure wait for their classics. I mean, <laughs> that would be embarrassing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Who knows just, our just songs? No one does, because you've just turned up today. or Whatever. Um, well, no. you could play anything. Yeah, yeah. Pride yeah. wouldn't know. That's true, that is true. Yeah. And Billy Joe is interesting because he actually mm. left school to do music. Look at him now. Indeed. Is, you know, what a what a legend. So, so what we're trying to say is stay in school, kids. Is that no, it I think what's... like if you... Um, well, we should stay in school unless you're Billy Joe. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a good message. The moral it? of the story is Billy Joe did it, but it's Billy Joe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> unless so, you're yeah. him, stay in school. Yeah, unless you're him. Sure, yes. If you're Billy Joe, you can do it. If if not, stay in school, kids. <laughs> it's it's a wise place to be. Plus, <laughs> the music industry is a hell of a lot different these days. Indeed. Um, but yeah, no. If you're super genius level talent, then keep the dream alive. But I'm not your parent, so don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. So, um, okay. So, what is the most unusual band that you found yourself live at? Like, if you like something a bit like Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> Which would be mightily unusual. Wynn's gone to sleep in the corner, by the way. In the corner of our round room. She's uh, fast asleep with the fairies. Are you, can I hit you with a cattle prod? No, and wake you up? go away. There you go. So she's happy in Smurf Town. Is that where you are right now? Mm. Well, I mean, like, I'm not very fluent in music well so, i mean when we when we were walking in birmingham the other day and we you know we saw the red carpet and a queue of people we just walked past the whoever the celebrity was and you're like that's tony iomi and i'm like huh so you know but when's usually like that mm. so it doesn't matter if i said oh look it's uh the pope you would have possibly done the same yeah but you can recognize him because of the hat it gives it away doesn't it <laughs> What if he was going incognito? What if it was incognito oh. Pope and he was wearing a baseball cap? Because we all know he does. Oh, see? Another silence. He'd still, got, he'd still have the car. He would. The he'd Pope have Mobile. the Pope-mobile. And also there'd be the Pope signal. Mm. Let's not forget that, where they shine that in the sky when they need the Pope. Indeed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he is a worldwide responder. In fact, I saw someone <laughs> on Facebook. This is total tangent again. But I saw someone on Facebook where he just put a sign outside his office in the Vatican. Which said no more whining or whiners banned, something along those lines, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Fair play yeah. to the lad, you know, the lad, the lad, the lad, <laughs> the eighty-year-old lad. Good job, kid. Um, that's annoying. We're all young to compared that. to God. I suppose we are, um, unless it's all in reverse and God's Benjamin Button. Yeah, possibly. It could all be going backwards and is slowly getting younger. Which would explain a lot of things. <laughs> oh, that's a whole conversation for the time. So, um, so yeah, but you've had experience, win that we haven't had, where you've actually gone and seen Canto pop stars, haven't you? Yeah. What was that like? Um, I only went once, and that was for uh, my Dragged, friends. kicking and screaming, was it? No, 
It was my friend's birthday, and we were like still in high school, and she wanted to see Jackie Chung, Zhang Yao, who is a, a very famous uh, Hong Kong pop star. And which generation? It's quite. It's it's unusually all out of your generation, isn't it? Mm, I would say my generation and the one before. Basically, when I was a teenager, we had like the four kings of canto pop or whatever, and he was one of them. So, anyway, we went to the concert, but because her mom bought the tickets, we were like sat in the sort of expensive front, sort of like a sixth row seats or whatever and all the kids with all the banners and <laughs> and uh you know lights the and stuff. idol culture yeah <laughs> we're all the way at the back and my friend was like oh i want to be over there <laughs> in the cool kids group <laughs> yeah it's very much more like a sit-down concert there's no chaos well, that, there is chaos is at the back but this is the this is the interesting thing about hong kong and it's also actually um because Hong Kong is sort of what most bands, especially like the big bands from the US and the UK who have played Hong Kong, Hong Kong is kind of the stop before Japan. So you get the weirdest and one, most wonderful bands pouring through there. And we actually had an experience because um, I haven't seen a band in Hong Kong, but I've been a band playing in Hong Kong. So That was for um, HK Live. Back when HK Live was still with us. Yeah. <laughs> but it was basically, a, a, and just sort of the whole gig thing was that we had uh, two gigs set up. And it was through a promotion with Alive Not Dead, which is kind of like Asia's. It's, it's almost like my space for professional people in the art world. Um, but it's very Asia-centric. Or if you if you feel like a kind of more PR version of IMDb, something like that. And they were running the events in association with HK Live, who were kind of in association with HK Magazine. It was such an odd time, to be honest, because we turn up there and we had a radio interview, which we weren't expecting. And they were like, oh, you'll be on the radio. We'd literally arrived in Hong Kong three days later. You'll be on the radio uh, early morning, which to a band is like, <laughs> are you mad? <laughs> morning <laughs> what, is, what is this custom none of us live in morning um so we're going to bed about the time they're telling us to go to this meeting which is like <laughs> anywhere five o'clock in the morning I think we set out because it was right in the middle of a mountain i know that middle of a mountain no it wasn't in the That's, middle of, it was a top like a baddie's hideaway yes it was submerged in the center <laughs> yes. of a mountain with dragons it was amazing good pyro amazing heat it was almost like a tropical spa and of course, then Fee was sitting there stroking his cat. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> that's where the radio emanates from Hong Kong and a secret volcano lives. <laughs> of course, it doesn't really. Um, it was a top of mountain. Slight error. Sorry about that. And we obviously uh, were given sort of red carpet pro treatment, banned from England. Obviously, you're more interested in anything around here. Well, you were, you were headlining the event. We were headlining the event. Uh, thanks, Wynn. So I don't actually sound like the uh, egocentric <laughs> maniac that we all know I am. Um, <laughs> so we turn up. And, and the thing that's funny, okay, is like anywhere else, it would be a case of a car will pick you up. Like a car will come and pick you up in the morning from your hotel or whatever. But luckily for us, this is Hong Kong where we like no frills approach. So you got to understand it was the middle of summer, which is basically like the hottest climate I've ever experienced in my life. And uh, we're having to take, we got a lift, I think, near the foot of the mountain. 
And then I remember taking a minibus up to the radio station, which was, again, atop a mountain, not inside, not submersed <laughs> with dragons and things. That was, again, artistic license. But we turn up at the uh, studio, and there all of the PR comes out, we need a photo by this sign, sort of cross-promotion stuff. And then they were like, Stereophonics have just left. And I'm like, man, I saw them. I saw them, like, literally at Donington. They did a, a festival at Donington with Ash. And all of, yeah, all of those yeah. guys. So that was kind of, like, trippy. I'm almost like, wow, that's, that's different. Uh, cool. I wish we'd have met them. But, yeah, no, it was, it was kind of a weird one because Hong Kong, what I'm getting to in this is what Wynne said about when she saw uh, Jack Chung, everyone's uh, sat predominantly. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing about Hong Kong because people don't quite... The audience, everyone's quite analytical in Hong Kong. They've got a very analytical mind. So they're not watching a band for the entertainment. Possibly five in the room are. (laughs) The rest of them are taking notes going, I'd have done that different. No, 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 that doesn't make any sense. Is that what you call entertainment? You know, 15 people are mindlessly drunk and just dancing and beating the hell out of each other in the corner of the room. But this event was like an eye opener because I've 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 heard from loads of American bands like big bands when they turn up in Hong Kong play the arena, they're terrified by the audience reactions because everyone's just dead silent for them, you know. And uh, even if they're enjoying it, yeah. they're not reacting externally. Like, for example, if Slipknot played <laughs> instead of a mosh pit, everyone would be like, oh, "Brother." <laughs> you know what I mean at the end of it you know this song is called rip your head off and say Rah! you know and they're all like oh that's very good I can just imagine their reactions to that well they'd probably uh, cry I think <laughs> I think behind the masks they'd go off stage going oh we didn't have that. I think Corey would get in there and start the pit himself I think Corey might mm. tear all of the chairs out of the building <laughs> and beat people over the heads with it but um, I, I felt it was quite it was like a really weird thing because you, you're expecting a wall of reaction as you mm. would anywhere you play and it was almost like a bunch of eyes <laughs> staring at you and you're like, wow, this is terrifying. <laughs> but I've, I've heard like a lot, and, and Japan in certain venues, not all venues, Japan's kind of getting more with it now. Like there's a lot more um, craziness at gigs. They've got their own metal scene now, which is quite thriving. Yep. But when you actually hear the classic sort of days where bands are touring, they were saying everyone's too terrified to get mad and crazy because of the honorifics. So it's almost they're, they're they're almost bowing at you at the end of a gig, like you know we appreciate your music, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then there's the old idol culture, which has always been manic and insane, you know, <laughs> where everyone just loses their mind, Fanatic like fans. yeah, totally, yeah. like glow sticks up high, which we associate in the UK with raves, <laughs> which which is always a trip when you go to like see a, a Japanese or Hong Kong, like there's J-pop or cancer pop or something. And everyone's got glow sticks yeah. and stuff. And you're almost like, where's the rave? It's got a gathering here. We also use glow sticks um, during the Lantern Festival. So it's the association's not... Yeah, it's a, it's a diff- this is like how the world is kind of a flip-flop. Because mm. one thing, and just to get a bit Asian-centric to, uh, to finish, finish on what you said as, as your experience with Jackie Chung, but when we're in LA... <laughs> <laughs> big big kudos to Los Angeles. No, when we were in Los Angeles, um I remember at Little Tokyo they had that um shop which was advertising the X Division. 
music from Japan, which is all the kind of hardcore. It's somewhere between glam rock and heavy metal. Yeah. So it's almost like Slipknot if everyone looked like a girl in high school. But, Steel Panther. But was male. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But sounds like Slipknot. You yeah. know what I mean? So I literally never heard or seen or I was just curious about it. So I picked up um, <coughs> the most random naming artist I could find. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. The Japanese have got it now. Like they're, they're actually, I feel Japan in music is pretty much where we were in the heyday of CD collection, 80s, 90s. I think the Japanese scene is possibly the best pure music scene in the world mm. right now, you know? Well, Baby Metal are the only thing I've heard. Come out of it, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, choking a bit because you said the dreaded word Baby Metal, which is actually um, something a hypnotist said. If uh, I hear that, that, that word, I'll start coughing incessantly. Um, baby Metal, well, Baby Metal's... I don't know how it fares in Japan. I'm sure it's fairly... It's possibly no, like it's known, but it's definitely more sold and known to us over mm. here. But I think that deliberately, I think, yeah, yeah, the reaction's course. been cracking. Yeah, no, the, I mean, like again, like I think the 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 idea is quite an amazing idea, mm. especially when you have the anime craze and all of this stuff going on in the West right now, especially yeah. in America. But it is that kind of idol sound, like the idol <laughs> song sound next to pure metal, you know, yeah. like. Which, again, it it is what it is. But um, there is actually, like, Baby Metal's not even the tip of the iceberg of what's coming out of Japan. <laughs> like, the stuff coming out of Japan is literally rivaling. I think it really is the best music um, I've heard in, in at least a decade, for sure. It's sort of interesting because their scene is still vibrant. If you... And this has gone into a totally different tailspin. <laughs> but the scene of Japanese music's almost, like I said, like... Where we were, so sort of early 2000, mm. where music was defined and stored and, and HMV Virgin and all of these guys were still in operation, you would have all of these massive genre sections, yep. you know, heavy metal at a section, then that became grindcore, metalcore, yep. uh, iron ore, <laughs> <laughs> flippant pop. I don't know. <laughs> Genres just became loopy. Like, pirate metal. Pirate metal. Um, <laughs> Scandinavian radish yep. metal. That was good. Scandinavian radish metal. I remember that. Um, Norwegian uh, yodeling folk music. That yes, was good. Yeah, yeah. The, yep. the sound of whales. Not whales in the ocean, but whales. Just the country. Yeah, just the whales. It sounds <laughs> a lot like grass blown in the wind. Um, occasionally you'll hear a voice, a tractor in the distance, something like that. <laughs> Um, but Santa Wales, quite boring. Yeah, it not gets very, a bit repetitive. Not it? very melodic, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I always liked, um, when you're th- talking about Welsh music, I always liked the uh, theme from the uh, snowman and walking in the air. Because I tried that for many years, walking in the air, and uh, don't get very far. Um, <laughs> you, you end up hurting yourself. By the end of uh, winter, it's summer and the snowman's melted. There's a spoiler for you. Oh. Yeah. But it's okay, because I kept his head in the fridge. So, oh, that's all right then. That's so, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, so you still got the carrot on, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So it's the carrot and the head's fine. Well, the carrot's a bit black now, but you know, apart from that, um, what a morbid scene. <laughs> so yeah, where did we go? Okay, yeah. So the scene in music is like that's the thing that's fascinating. I I always kind of with the things being downloadable and and everything, it's good for plastic. So yeah, we're not using as much plastic. Yeah. As, 
but it's it's kind of something sad about it, isn't mm. it? That you you kind of miss because the two thousand I think was the last blow blowout of like literally the most incredible movement in music. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one I think was then, and now I, I you know, probably apart from three bands that are on the FIFA soundtrack, I have no idea <laughs> what is going on in music at the moment. You know, not a clue. Because it doesn't seem like the bands we're talking about. Are yeah. all, they're, they're all from the nineties. A lot of them. Yeah. Um, and they've all they've all been well, around quite a while. Yes. Yeah. Uh, people like Linkin Park as well. Early two thousands. Yeah. Um, yeah. From that era. Mm. And, and a lot of the big gigs now. That's almost classic rock now. I know. Isn't yeah. It? It's mad, isn't it? It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> sad. Because <laughs> classic rock is arcade rock. You know the kind of stuff that you find oil in. <laughs> <laughs> It's fossilized. <laughs> Waiting for that department in uh, the record shops. Fossilized rock. That's good. Um, there you go. A new genre. It's not classic. It's not classic rock anymore. It's fossilized. That's what we've established. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so what would you say is your favorite band um, live and recorded in one? Because you're you're going to see the big boys next year, or is it later this year? Uh, Metallica is in October. Yeah. There you go. Is that, are they one of your faves? Yes. Um, my, uh, when my mum got married, um, her first dance was actually Nothing Else Matters. Oh, good. By Metallica. Good. Which uh, says it all about my musical upbringing. Which is better than <laughs> Sanitarium. Oh, yeah. If she'd have said that, bit weird. Well, you know, oh, this, yeah. there, there could have been worse things. There could have been. Yeah. Could have been Leanne Rhymes, you know. Yeah. But it wasn't. But I'm just saying, if her response to getting married was Nothing Else Matters, that's a nice <laughs> one. But if you say Sanitarium, <laughs> it's almost an instruction. Um... I would have possibly said you're unforgiven. <laughs> it's getting bad now. Metallica puns are coming out. So where, where are you yeah. seeing them? Where are you seeing them? Tell us uh, about NEC. That. Oh, okay. Yeah. That place. That place. <laughs> We've talked about that a bit, haven't we? I don't know. What, what's the NEC? Never heard well, of it. How about 5,000 apparently? It's actually um, the Genting now. It, it is, yeah. Say, right? Genting Arena. Yeah. We're, we're showing our age by calling it NEC, which mm. sounds like a pen mate. Um... <laughs> But yeah, no, so you're going to see them. Uh, the yep. support band, or is it their thing? Uh, I don't know if it's been released or not yet. Ah, the support. Okay. Or if they've been released from the sanitarium. Exactly. There yeah. you go. Hopefully. Hopefully they'll be out in time. Well, I can, I, can recall, <laughs> I can recall saying that I've seen Metallica in Dublin, mm. and whenever you see Metallica in Dublin, it changes you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it changes us somewhat. Um, I think, like, again, that was... Uh, I don't think I can top that, but you've got a, you got a treat coming to you because they are mm-hmm. fantastic. You've seen Slayer though, yeah? Uh, I've caught them at download. You caught them? Yeah. You sort of walked in on the last five seconds? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when are you rigging the set? It's the best part of any gig, that is. Just walk in to see the uh, techies pulling the, the cables out of the amps and stuff. It's good. good or you just times. walk in and you... Or you, well, you walk round to a stage to see one band, but the previous one's on, and you're like, what on earth is this? <laughs> You've got bands like Gogol Bordello, which is... Well, you lost me. It's basically Romanian folk music. Oh, okay. With guitars. It's fantastic. That's in the genre section. Yep. Next to Norwegian Radish. Yes, yeah. Folk. What's it? Radish metal. That That's the it. one. Yeah. Norwegian Radish metal and uh, what, Romanian... R- Romanian folk Romanian with guitars. Folk with yeah. guitars. That's, oh, that's the yeah, full name. Electric guitars. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, so electric Romanian folk. Yes. That's different. Indeed. Coming, coming to a cinema near you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, that's the thing that festivals started to get a bit weird. Because I actually remember Glastonbury in 2000 
had possibly the last great alternative lineup. Everything mm. from I think Massive Attack were probably there, but it went to Nine Inch Nails headlining. Yeah, and now it's all kind of pseudo pop. It's still got a lot of the dance culture still mm. running through it. Uh, Massive Attack played recently again. That's kind of their second home. But it's it's amazing like how festivals are changing all the time. Like Download to me is kind of like how um, Kerrang changed. Kerrang yeah. being primarily when I was a kid. Serious metal, serious sort of yeah, loud, the heavy. The yeah, scale. definitely, yeah. definitely. So then suddenly having Eminem on the front, and I yes, was like, I remember that, yeah. that's a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> but he was touring Marilyn Manson, yeah. so that's possibly where the hybrid Chav Goth thing came from. Is there a hybrid Chav Goth thing? Because if there is, um, yeah, we had them at college, they're called Chimos, Chavi Emos. Oh, there you go, yeah, there's there's your Manson followers, yeah, that's true, yeah, especially when he did Tainted Love. Yes. <laughs> Which was a bit bling and a bit wrong and a bit, yeah. I preferred uh, My Ruins version of that song. That's a real goth band, My Ruins. <laughs> You've heard of them. That's a bit way back when. Jeez, I'm getting nostalgic. Fossil. Fossil. <laughs> Fossil. Fossil rock. Rock, yeah, there, yeah, there it is, yeah. Uh, one day you'll drill me and you'll get oil. Uh, and, <laughs> I'm not saying a word. And a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you won't be able to run off a car with the oil you get from me. <laughs> Let's say that. <laughs> anyway, that's gone random. Almost as random as a snowman's head in the fridge. Which is possibly what I'll call this episode. Hey. There you go. Snowman's head in the fridge. You can have to check on it on him afterwards. You know, make sure he's alright. Oh, he doesn't talk much these days. <sighs> no, it's, just, uh, it's too frosty. <laughs> it's got to be cold in his old age. Yeah. Used to be a lot warmer. <laughs> anyway that was the problem that was the problem yeah because when you're too warm you got that kind of mountain personality haven't you yeah yeah you're sort of a bit of a drip (laughs) see where we're going (laughs) so have we got sound effects here (laughs) (laughs) so you see metallica who's on your list who's the big ones after that um, only if they come back round guns and roses and acdc oh the two biggest yeah they're even bigger yeah so Guns N' Roses and ACDC, kind of the same band. With well, it is at the moment, yeah. Doing a duty. Yeah. I've seen Slash, which, you know, part of Guns N' Roses. Yeah. You've seen, was... you've seen, I saw Duff, I saw Duff in, uh, mm. I saw that with my mate Lee in the Viper Room. He had a side band. And it was great. Mm. And I'd, actually, the support band, this was the weirdest night of my life. <laughs> because Lee, who um, is like a bodybuilder friend from, from the UK... Uh, he was with me in Los Angeles. I'd been there for a few weeks prior to him coming out, so we picked him up and all of this. And I, I, I've been to LA, I've probably heard English accents in, in 12 years, I've probably heard them, I guess, uh, several times over the years. You'll hear one, two, some, some coming out of the woodworks. This night, we decided to go to the Viper Room because Duff was playing, and Lee was like, we got to go and see that. Of course, he's right because it's once in a lifetime kind of opportunity. Small venue, yeah. And um, we turn up there, and everyone was British. <laughs> so he walk into anyone, and it was like they're British. This person British. I'm like Lee. Did you arrange this? Did you bring <laughs> a truck of people here? The support band was British. I mean, we're standing outside the front of the Viper room, just about to go in. And the support band was outside and he was talking to them. And they're like, oh, come into the gig tonight. We're playing, like, blah, blah, blah. And Lee's like, yeah, we're, we're already going. 
Um, not to see you. <laughs> Who the hell are you? Um, but basically what was really funny about that was like, yeah, they were, they, they were British. Um, then literally everyone in the bar was British. And in fact, not only were they British, I think the person that Lee literally walked up to, and I honestly thought that he knew him because of how he was, you know, mm-hmm. interacting. She happened to be a former contestant on the uh, British Apprentice. Oh, right. And he was just t- chatting to her, like, and all, you know, just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, all right, you know, by name and all of this. And she was with a boyfriend who was also a contestant on The Apprentice, and they'd, got, they'd become a couple from The Apprentice. So this was like a celebrity couple, like a one of those gossip mag yeah. things. <laughs> and he's just walking up to him like, are you all right? How are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is Danny. And I'm like... <laughs> who, are, who are these people? You know, like, what do I know? So um, that was our night. Everyone was British. It was proper bizarre, man. <laughs> so like everyone in that trip, I never knew England. England sort of, I suppose that English people, British people in LA to me are always tucked under the ground in caves. Cause that's, yeah, yeah. That's, so where, that's what we used to. Well, yeah. that's what we belong in. yeah. yeah. Everyone thinks we live in castle, ca- castles. 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 <laughs> castles. Is that castles? <laughs> Everyone thinks we live in castles uh, when we actually live in caves in the ground. Stop laughing, Wynn. You should be asleep. Anyway, so, um, so is that. <laughs> castles. Um, which are types of caves. So there's a castle yep. and there's a castle. Correct. Which is a cave. It's the hole underneath the castle. It's the English yeah. dwellings of <laughs> cave land folk. We are all hobbits in our hobbit kingdom. <laughs> But yeah, the music, like, I, f- I feel like Guns N' Roses, I, I, I missed that. I was too young when mm. they were the yeah, same heyday. I always wanted to see the one at Wembley when they had, like, the Terminator 2 stuff and you know, <laughs> yeah. everything was, like, super um, intense. But yeah, I, I don't know about that now nowadays. I don't know. I've heard that they're still, you know, absolutely amazing. Most, oh, yeah. most of the band's back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. My dad went to see them a couple of weeks ago. All right. Uh, that was at Wembley. Oh, really? It was, it was in London. I think it might have been the Olympic Stadium, actually. But, but yeah, he said it was incredible. And this is from a man who's seen everybody there is to see. Yeah. You know, multiple times. He's, he's a fossil of rock, too, eh? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> First saw Black Sabbath in 1977. I know, that's... Uh, you can't. That's just crazy, crazy, yeah. Well, <laughs> we both saw that. I think we both saw the last gig, didn't we? Indeed. We were both there for it. I was um, seated, unfortunately, but yeah, I was too. I was mm. in the I was in the VIP, the VIP high wings. Yeah, I got the VIP, which meant that I was uh, able to throw tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. that's what VIP uh, guests get at Black Sabbath. Oh, he was looking hungry. He was, yeah. Mm. Um, also, like to be honest, even if I reviewed that, like I've seen Black Sabbath four times. Mm. The earliest was in the nineties at uh, the uh, Last Supper gig at the. NEC. Genting, <laughs> Genting Arena. God, man, NEC, we love you. Is, it, is this the last time they did their uh, final of a tour? Um, I think it was the the reunion, mm. end of the reunion. <laughs> We're going to retire after this and go our separate ways yeah. again. And they did because I think Dio came back. Mm-hmm. Ronnie James Dio came back in a band at that point and Ozzy did Ozfest again. Yeah. So he revived that. Um, but yeah, Black Sabbath... I've seen, and every time, you know, the thing that's really weird is because being like that naive kind of kid mind, you're always going to Black Sabbath looking at him like, man, I hope they last the gig. Like, <laughs> no offense to them, because 
I'll tell you what it was. At Milton Keynes, they had Ozfest and Milton Keynes and Black Sabbath headlining after some of the best band like on a list mm. at a festival I've ever known. You know, it was just like every single band playing that day was massive and amazing and important. You know, they I think the one before Sabbath, directly before the, the double headliner was Tool. And no. Tool, Tool Live, if anyone gets a chance to see Tool, even if it's online and just check out their videos, pretty much my favourite band to see live. Uh, very much tied with Nine Inch Nails, who I think offer the same kind of awe factor, mm. you know. But Black Sabbath came after that, and I was thinking, and I'd seen them at the NEC, and they were strong. They were supported by System and all of this. System of the Down, first ever UK appearance, I think. So they were strong in that liner. Mm -hmm. But this was a couple of years later, and you're just thinking, man, like, sort of that time where the sun's setting, and you're kind of like, this has been a real heavy day. Mm -hmm. You know, you had Soulfly, you had um, Papa Roach, all of these guys, when they were really at their heaviest, you know, uh, Slipknot was there as well. And you're just thinking, I wonder if they're going to, like, I'm not convinced, <laughs> you know, because they are classic. Like, to me, yeah. they've always sounded, like, very accessible nowadays. Like, back in the day, I can see how they freaked you out oh, entirely yeah. and they were heavy <laughs> as hell. But nowadays, they seem um, kind of mellow, if I'm honest. You know, they're, they're very spacey, trippy, mm. thinky, thoughty. Some of the stuff does get a bit intense, but it's nothing like what we're used to, like hate breed Slipknot and all of that. <laughs> well, times have changed rather than them. Exactly. So one thing that I thought was really amazing about this is they step on stage and they dominated it. Yeah. They instantly blew your mind. And, and again, you roll the clocks forwards to the NEC. The Genting. So this is the sixteenth time we mentioned you. So hopefully that we'll get a bonus for this because we've said nothing about you, but good things. Indeed. So bear that in mind when we come knocking at your door for payment. Joking, um, <laughs> but basically, like going into that, I was kind of dubious because you know Ozzy's not not particularly one hundred percent Ozzy. Like he's got Parkinson's or something. Been diagnosed with that recently, and I was kind of nervous for him. But I tell you what, man. They were absolutely like Ozzy just yeah. rewind the clocks and was absolutely breathtaking oh, yeah. as always. Probably the best I've seen him. Actually. Incredible. And um, you know, kudos to Black Sabbath and sorry for mm -hmm. ever doubting you because we love you so <laughs> much. I mean, they're local heroes, and to see them in oh, Birmingham yeah. where it all began, yeah, and it ends amazing, really. You know, and Tony Tony did a couple of things out in the street, so mm -hmm. Tony was out doing some work and building up stuff for cancer awareness and things. And, you know, that guy's... Yeah. He's been through a lot. Well, he's a bit of a legend. And yeah. he's also the dad of one of my college buddies, who's also called Tony. And a big shout out to you if you ever hear this, Tony. You're out <laughs> in Finland right now. We love you, dad. He's great. Hope everything's cool in Finland. Of course it will be, because it's always cool in Finland. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, just bringing that to a full circle. So Pete, we'll hear from you again. We're going to um, start wrapping this up for the kids at home. It's been... A fantastic journey about uh, what was it? Castles, I forget. <laughs> Cas castles, 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 castles. Yeah. It's been yeah. a wonderful adventure of uh, castles and uh, snowmen's head and fridge mm -hmm. and other such joys. So I'm <laughs> sure you're excited about the show. It's coming Can't up. Wait for it. A week on Wednesday. Indeed. It's all going to be completely. Well, this is sane comparatively <laughs> to that. Uh, we got a treat for you on the way with that, but. You, I'm sure you'll come back again. Of Say course. hello to everyone. And uh, 
talk about your uh, traumas through the series and everything else. Yep. All right. So we got the road for you to go to uh, Metallica. <laughs> You're going to be excited about that. When When is that? Um, Sell it out to the folks at home. I think it's 28th of October. Ooh, tight. Mm-hmm. Very much right around the Halloween special. There right? you go. Well, we might even be outside waving at you. For Indeed. That um, so, Wynn is uh, woken up to give you a bit of uh, how you can contact us with your questions and <laughs> comments. You can find us on facebook.com forward slash maildemon, M-A-I-L-D-E-M-O-N. And Twitter, our handle is Project F-I-A. You awake now? Hey! <laughs> and on that note... Good night, everyone. Good night.